Do you like Puck Rock? Do you like weird, creepy fish monsters? If you like beer, you'll love the brand new record by Winnipeg the Uglies. It's called Something's in the Water, and it's available now. Ten tracks of punk rock mayhem, including a full choir and all sorts of bells and whistles. Check out the Uglies on social media or Bandcamp to pick up Something's in the Water today. Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, you know, I, I, things are getting better, sort of, with the pandemic, but I'm still in my basement on the internet interviewing people, which I think is going to be the uh, the plan for the foreseeable future. And uh, the guest on this show is someone that I, I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. Uh, if you are a really good listener to this show, and you're probably not, you may have heard an episode we did back in, I think it was 2014, um, with a member of the, this guest's band. So I think that... Um, Doing a follow-up in the current format of the show is something I'd wanted to do for quite a while. And I think before we get into anything, if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background um, about what you've done in the music scene here locally. Okay, well, I'm, my name's Todd Kowalski. I play in Propagandy. I played in uh, Swallowing Shit before, and before that, I Spy. And then kind of between that, uh, a band called Last Man on Earth with uh, Chris and Chris from Propagandy and James from I Spy. Oh, cool. And then before that, me and Simon Hughes and Chris in a band called The Flying Randys. And then uh, I think that's about it here. Well, I think that's enough. I think even just, uh, you know, Propagandy and I Spy alone is like a pretty big body of work that's that's got, I think, a lot of... Uh, definitely has a reputation within Winnipeg and the prairies and beyond, right? So you, you've right. been involved in a lot of stuff for sure. What, I have a lot of things I want to ask you about propaganda. And I guess the first thing is, this is kind of maybe a weird question for you because I know you didn't play on the record, but um, 25th anniversary this year of the second, the band's second album um, happened. And that was sort of for me, that was my entry point. I was a teenager when that came out and that was... I heard that and then realized it was a local band and it was just a huge, um, for a lot of people, I think my age, a huge moment of, of, of hearing something, especially that had, uh, you know, political, political views and values and things that reflected my own and hearing that in, in music was, was, was new, I guess at that age. And again, I know you didn't play on that record, but one of the things that sort of struck me on re-listening to it is how many of the, the topics that are discussed and, and the, the issues that are covered haven't changed at all. Like, and in some cases yeah. it almost seems like they've gotten worse, uh, in the, two decades and a half since then. I mean, as a member of a band that, that clearly cares about the content you're putting out there and the issues you're talking about and the subject matter, what does it feel like to realize that, you know, everything you've been sort of arguing for through your music for this long, in a lot of cases, nothing's gotten better. And uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously you hope it does, right? And I, I know, again, you weren't on that record, but just the general idea of, of all of these issues. Um, and it kind of seems like we're in 2021 now when at least in my idealistic teenager uh, phase, listening to that record, I thought, okay, this is great. Someone's talking about this now. Maybe by the time I'm 40, you know, things will have gotten better, but it seems like it's almost the opposite. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I was almost predictable the way things were going, but yeah, always still disappointing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think sure. as you get older, you like realize less and like less and less that you're going to see the po any positive change in your lifetime especially as things get worse but i think the thing that has changed most positively is uh stuff to do with like lgbtq For and sure. stuff like from the uh 80s and then it started changing in the 90s i think but from the 80s till now is a complete uh complete difference yeah yeah that, that and, is uh, an area that's changed for sure yeah 
Yeah, I would say that. And maybe now people sort of waking up to the environmental issues, but it's actually uh, like people are kind of waking up, but it's either it's possibly too late. And also, like, even though people are waking up every year, like humans emit more and more and it's worse than last year. So, like, we're kind of pretending to wake up, but not really you know yeah in small increments and maybe not enough yeah yeah does it does that affect sort of the the writing that the band does just just knowing that you know all of these songs all these issues on these causes that you fought for for so long are still unresolved does that create like a sense of um i'm not sure is there more anger towards sort of the uh society that hasn't gone through with with other than you know the LGBT issues and things like that, but I mean the animal rights stuff, the environmental stuff, a lot of these topics, are racism, are just like seem stalled. Does that fuel sort of more frustration as songwriters when you, you're talking about big issues like this? Yeah, I guess it's harder. Uh, it's harder to write the songs now a little bit because, like, what's on our mind is exactly the same, but we've already wrote so many songs about it you know like i find in my mind when i'm playing my guitar i keep having the same thought like it's always the same huts like in the world like like unless you're picking specific issues like the only the only real issue is to how to make humans uh have more compassion for each other and try to make the world better yeah like that's really that's really the only point of our band is to try to like uh, touch some kind of emotional thing that might make you think about something. Uh, like we're not politicians, we're we're musicians and artists, and we like that's our goal. So uh, yeah, it just becomes more and more difficult, uh, especially as you start to feel just a little older, and you almost don't believe that anything's going to get better. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's just speaking for me. I don't know how Chris and George feel. Oh, no, for that. sure, for sure. Does it? It seems to me like. Uh, well, first of all, one thing that I like about propaganda is that I've been listening, like I said, since I was about I don't know fourteen, and I'm almost forty now, so it's, it's a long time. And it seems yeah. like every album you get better, which is like the reverse trajectory of most bands. Like a lot of bands, you know, when they're four, five, six albums in, they kind of get stagnant. But you seem to be getting more. Um, more aggressive, faster, heavier. Uh, the song, the songwriting seems to have more um, nuance. I think. I think that you know, yeah. those songs in the early records where it's more kind of beating you over the head with the sub, the, the topic and the and the, the the ideas. But now with some of these songs are very. They seem very personal. They seem very. Um, uh, it just almost seems like there's a different thinking that goes into into writing um, on the, the last few records. Is that accurate? I think so. Yeah. I. Yeah, I think our thing is to just keep uh, trying to challenge ourselves, like, even with our ideas and uh, music, for sure. Like, in the last year since this COVID, like, uh, uh, Chris and I have played, like, just practice so hard. Yeah. Like, I, like we've been jamming. I can tell we're both, like, way better than we were, like, before COVID. So it's, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of find, like, like I, maybe I've said this before, but like you wouldn't expect like a painter who's 20 to have painted their best painting, you know? Yeah. They keep moving, keep moving. And then when you're like 40 or 60, maybe you start picking up steam and start making a couple good paintings. And I kind of feel the same with music. Like, sure, I appreciate old I Spy and Propaganda for what it is, but like it is what it is. Like I don't really have like massive nostalgia for it or or especially i don't want to recreate it or yeah you know like it's the past i don't i don't really feel that way like you know what i mean i just want to like move forward i don't have any any desire to live in the past like like we'll play old songs for people just kind of to see them happy here yeah here there. it's almost it's almost like doing something for somebody else you know like giving them a gift of some kind or a birthday present for your mom or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're happy to do it, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not for you. It's for them more. 
do you think that that sonically this is kind of the natural trajectory for the band? Because I mean, I know that that you know stuff like thrash and and heavier music has always been mm-hmm. sort of there in the background I, from every interview I've read or heard with any of you guys, right? And it seems like just going this route is it the organic way the band sort of unfolded, or is it a, like something you're doing on purpose to to try and bring some of those influences more to the front? Uh, obviously, you haven't been doing the kind of '90s skate punk stuff in a long time. That, that's yeah. that nostalgia thing you're talking about, but uh, it, it just seems more technical. Maybe um, is the, the better word for it. It seems like a lot of the songs are more complex. And is that just a natural kind of progression of how the band has unfolded, or, or is it something you're specifically aiming for? I think around Empires, we were uh, trying to become. Uh, way better and move more stuff into the songs and after that point I think it was just like naturally you know like just sitting around playing guitar until something is of interest you know or or playing guitar and singing until something captures your imagination Uh, yeah well I think it's always been that way you know it's just before we didn't have the like as many tools at our disposal you know sure yes you start collecting tools until uh, you just keep trying to head for what what you're going for, you know.
mentioned uh, earlier, you know, about jamming during this this COVID situation we're all sort of stuck in, um, and. I was I managed to get a ticket to your show at at the park, which is great because I, I oh, have, right I've had years of complaining about not being able to get <laughs> tickets to like every show you know over the past twenty years because they sell out in, in minutes, which is awesome, right? But um, what has that been like? You know, as a band that obviously you tour a lot, um, a big part of of your career as a musician is playing live and touring. What has that been like having this kind of enforced time off where that's just out of the question? Uh, for me, I'm like kind of happy doing whatever I'm doing. Like I try not to, like, I'm not, I don't want to sit there and brood and waste my life yeah. wishing I was on tour when I'm not, you know? Uh, but it's fun. Like we just got back to jamming and just getting ready. And it's, yeah, it's, I just really like standing there listening to Chris and George play and just playing my bass and hanging out with those guys. And yeah, so it's been fun and, you know, just play like, it's been a while since we played like, some of the songs and we usually play all new ones and stuff first. We don't add in the uh, old ones till way later. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So we're just playing songs we really like and just having fun, you know, Cool. I just, it's nice to stand in there and just feel the power of the tunes, you know, and like I can tell we practice hard. So it just sounds tight and powerful, you know? Well, and I guess uh, a lot of it's muscle memory too, at this point, right? Even with time off, you still have played those songs so many times and you've played together for so many years that I'm sure it just at some point just locks in like riding a bike kind of eh? Yeah. It took uh, this time because it was so long and we started playing like the harder songs first. It actually took me a while. Like I practiced like for a few days before we started jamming and <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I'd, I'd almost more than I would have thought kind of forgot how to play some stuff and but that's good because then it made it a little more fun and then yeah yeah we started playing like uh like a couple songs we hadn't played since we recorded the record like that flagrante delicto or whatever that is and uh, (laughs) and, uh, yeah it's really fun to play and I could tell like I could just feel and I could just feel an improvement in us as kind of happy you know i yeah. thought oh that's cool it's cool that it paid off sitting there like me and chris we both sit there with metronomes just picking and picking like on the strings you know for hours every day just trying to get our hands going yeah, yeah. what does it uh, i mean i know you've you've been on that show and all, actually everyone from your band has been but there's the propaganda podcast which is analyzing yeah. those doing those deep dives into uh literally every one of the songs and i and I, i've you know kind of befriended those guys online i've listened to other shows it's a really, really great show what is that like for you as as a musician and as a songwriter to sort of hear someone completely dissect for three and a half hours something that you worked on um i mean it's got to be kind of like a, a cool thing that to, to hear that someone is that interested in your work that they want to you know completely take it apart and 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 figure out what it's about but is it weird to hear other people kind of discussing what you wrote especially if it's something that you wrote you know years ago yeah i uh i kind of like when i'm at home try to not think about myself or whatever too much in that way so it's like i kind of tune in for uh particular episodes uh like the guys when the guys from sacrifice were on or or or, uh the one with Derek real my friend uh yeah, I just like I, uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. I I feel like just, uh, you know, like sometimes I just just be a little distance from it. Just like let it yeah. do its thing, you know. Like so, I don't feel any like desire to like, you know, what I mean, or like I, if people are getting stuff wrong, like just let it live for what it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, not trying to get too involved or anything, just like, uh, but like when I listen to it, like, it's like I listened to one with Derek Riel the other day and yeah, I was saying to Chris and George, like, it's not very often you get to hear your friend saying nice things about you in yeah. that way. You know, like usually it would be like at your funeral or something. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's, it's really nice that it exists and, and that they're doing it, you know? Yeah. Do you get, I assume, I mean, this because I think this describes everyone I know who is a propaganda fan, but do you feel that um, the music you make as a band kind of lends itself to that sort of um, 
almost nerdiness about it because because there's so much to unpack in, in each song whether it's uh you know figuring out what the references are uh, or doing research i mean a lot of the records have you know like uh today's empires has that big booklet of 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 this massive document that comes with the LP that you can, you know what I mean? Like, so do you think that you, your audience is maybe people who are willing to, to sort of devote more time to thinking about what's in the song rather than just, it is this cool. And I want to, you know, head back to it. Uh, it seems like it, you know, uh, yeah, it's hard to say like, like our, yeah, it's kind of odd. Like we always feel a little bit like, like the scenes and bands we're lumped into isn't really what we listen to or anything. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting too. Sometimes I think, you know, like uh, that we even probably don't listen to much of the same music as the people who listen to us, which is kind of interesting in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we're happy. Anyone who is listening to it, we dig it. And the more that they they're feeling it and, looking into what we're trying to get at. Like, that's what you want as an artist, right? To sure. move move somebody, you know, like you don't, you know, like you could go paint a picture where everything's all just 100% right with no feeling. And it's, you know, it's whatever. But if, if you see it and it's like totally moving you for whatever reason, it's like a completely different experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to get at, I think. I may have asked Chris this when he was on my show a million years ago, but one of the my favorite things uh, that I've seen online, I mean, there's so much live footage of you guys online from various cities around the world, and uh, I think it was in Australia, there was a show, and you're playing um, Deer Coach's Corner, and the crowd is singing along with every word, the whole crowd, and I, I love watching that because I can't imagine many people in the Australian crowd have any idea what Coach's Corner is or who Don Cherry right. is, and so I know that, like, you know, this is the same with every band, where once your song is out in the world, people will 
it's open to it becomes the audience's song right they can interpret it however they want they like yeah. what they want out of it but what is that like you know being on stage knowing that you're talking about maybe not that song particularly but you're talking about uh very specific issues in the songs i mean you're talking about um subject matter that isn't just generic right and then you have people yeah. who maybe know nothing about it who are they know every word and they 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 they're singing along does that kind of give you hope that they're going to maybe dig deeper you know when they're at home with the record or something or or are you okay with the fact that maybe they just love the they just love the song so much that they'll sing along and not go that extra step to to actually learn what it's what it's talking about i think either way is fine you know like we just do our thing and yeah however you want to take it is how you take it you know yeah yeah okay. i i do kind of feel like happy when i see people singing along for the fact that uh like we didn't build our songs as sing-alongs to pander you know yeah like, yeah like i like that people like listen to the songs and even though some of the songs aren't really sing-along type songs like people are singing along which kind of really makes me kind of feel like like it's nice that you can do that without like sitting down and going like pandering to them you yeah. know like you're dumb this is elementary school and we're all gonna sing row your boat ashore or whatever you know yeah yeah you don't need to specifically write the hook for people to actually be be wanting to sing along anyway yeah that's cool yeah what is um one thing i wanted to ask you about as well is i've noticed uh just following you on social media is you're obviously a visual artist as well in addition to the music side of things how long yeah. have you been doing that for because some of those some of those those uh the art you're doing is fantastic oh thanks i uh i don't know i kind of was doing it ever since i was a little kid and then at some point like maybe like eight or so years ago i was just like picked up the pace you know i was like well like i just knew i wouldn't get good unless i tried really hard so cool just like music you know like like i kind of realized like like you can have a like an idea for a song or music but like to make it happen and turn out roughly the way you want is a lot of effort you know like especially if you want it to be on like for real yeah yeah and you know what i mean like like i don't know how to say it like like if you're not if your goal isn't like to like just like if you want it like to compete like well how's the best i can try to compete with like sonically with like your heroes right you know like how do we get as good as our heroes and when you realize how much work it is, it's like, okay, that's, that's the same for art. That's the same for absolutely everything. Like nothing comes easy. So. Yeah. yeah. Is it a different um, creative process for you? Like, do you feel like you're using a different part of your brain to uh, create visual stuff versus, versus music? Uh, it isn't, it isn't like, I kind of go back and forth all day from like music to drawing, music to drawing, you know? And it kind of like weaves itself together a little bit because you start seeing like print like I like I start thinking about the principles while I'm drawing and then yeah you know like like if you're drawing or whatever like you have your simple statement or the simple like layout or composition and if it's not solid like there's nothing you can do to like decorate it and make it turn out good you right. know right but you can't just keep adding stuff and have it turn out well you know like the initial thing has to be like solid. So I think through painting, I started to realize more and more like that the initial thing without any dressing should be as solid as possible, like the simple statement. And I think that's why like some bands are super successful is just like, it's a simple statement and like some bands, like the simple statement so, so strong, they can, almost stopped there you know yeah 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 for sure no uh, you know and i and i mean and i don't mean like shitty bands that can't play and their songs are simple i mean like i don't know what i mean but like i don't mean like you make a simple song that sucks and it's yeah. simple you know what i mean but i mean like something good and also like the longer you draw the simpler your drawing can be because it's more right earlier. Right. You know, you don't and have I to think, fix it later on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think the same with music, you know, 
like the more right it can be before you even show the other people the song, the better off you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not dressing it up too much. Yeah. things that's come up on this this show a lot and i've you know i've been doing it for a while now i've interviewed people from like age 18 to 70 and all different genres of music and kind of a frequent uh, topic that comes up is the idea that that people in winnipeg and manitoba and i think the prairies in general are we have really good bullshit detectors and i think with anything creative uh it definitely seems like people here uh, can see right through it if it's not genuine and if it's not honest and uh, i think that might might apply to what you're talking about as well where the the basic idea the raw the raw materials behind it are are genuinely coming from the person creating it and you can you can see that and that sort of will you can't doll something up and and get that to happen right like it, it has to be there in the beginning yeah right yeah and yeah, you just want to just do your thing and say who, like who you are, you know? Yeah. Like, like we're kind of labeled as a political band, but really it's like, in a way it's not. It's like, like we're literally saying, here's what I feel about this. Yeah. You know, like it, it moves us as much as uh, like a love song would move Tony Bennett or what, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. like here's. Like all our songs are like love songs to animals or to whatever or this or to yeah you know like that's the way I think about it like at at some point like I remember a long time ago seeing like reviews of I Spy and Propaganda where they're like all calling it political and uh, blah 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 you know and then uh, and then in contrast like almost saying like like people doing kind of like love songs and stuff is more heartfelt and right. blah 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 but to me it's like like 
like maybe you just don't feel the same things as us and that's fine but like we're feeling this like that's you know yeah, like that, that, can, that genuineness can, comes through. You you know you, I mean, yeah. you guys are saying about animal rights and uh, you can, that's there. Like it is, you can't you're not just saying it because you want to throw a couple slogans out there. Like the songs yeah, are yeah. well written enough and well thought out enough that it's yeah it's obvious that that this is an important topic. Yeah, yeah, like those songs are like born out of like maybe holding your kitty and looking at their eyes and their hair and their little hands and whatever yeah. you know. And you're like you know like how can people hurt these guys and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Well, for sure, yeah. I mean, like, one of the reasons I got into propaganda in the first place is I, I was raised vegetarian, so I've never had meat. And uh, for me, at, as a teenager, when everyone, all my friends thought it was ridiculous and they tried to hide meat in my food and stuff, and, and like, yeah. to, to hear a band that was, especially when uh, Less Talk came, came out and there's that, you know, big animal-friendly on the on the, on the the logo, and just to have it, hearing that for the first time was kind of like, wow, this is something that I care a lot about and to hear someone I'm listening to actually address it at all. And I think that maybe that kind of, like you mentioned earlier, you said the word compassion for, for everybody, right? I think that that maybe is what, that's obviously what attracts people to your music is that in whatever topic you're, you're covering, they feel that um, connection with, with that, that idea and that those values, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And some people clearly don't, you know, yeah, yeah. We, we get messages like, you guys still whatever you guys still on that thing or have you grown up you know <laughs> yeah, yeah like i don't want to grow up from those thoughts for sure yeah yeah like like uh, yeah i don't i don't like i've grown up from as many stupid thoughts as i can i can yeah but i don't want to grow up from those compassionate impulses to being just someone who's investing and waiting to you know, go to Maui <laughs> for the winter and die, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like hoarding and hoarding and dying. Yeah, and dying with, and you can't take any of it anywhere anyway. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the world is going to be what it is, but do you have hope that um, younger people are maybe going to be more open to these kind of uh, compassionate ideas? Because it seems just, I mean, I have kids, um, they're young enough now, but they definitely seem to be... Uh, at their age more kind of the idea like the idea of 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 loving everyone and regardless of where they're from or what they look like or what their background is or religion or race or anything it, it just seems like it's in 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 born in them like they just they they just show up on earth with this idea that everyone should be awesome and you can hang out and everyone should be friends and i i, I kind of yeah. think that i hope anyway that that seeing them practicing that stuff in real life i I have this hope that maybe is going to be dashed in 20 years or so when you know the world stays shitty but (laughs) i I don't know i do you you have any kind of like positive kind of hope for the future or do you think that these kind of issues are going to be fought sort of on some level forever yeah i hope that kind of when the generation like mine and the one above yeah like over i hope the next generation's a little better but i guess like there's going to be so many kids raised by also the people who are like, there's going to be kids raised with no sense of compassion and that compassion is terrible and bad. And uh, so all those people will be there. And if uh, the world gets worse and things heat up and things become more scarce and competitive and brutal, like, yeah, people can lose, uh, lose their dreams pretty quick and become bitter and yeah so i, I don't know i don't know what to <laughs> well you know i don't yeah no, i know i don't think i don't think there's an answer for it i, I just have yeah. this like this hope that things are gonna improve and i think that listening to, to to bands like yours where despite the kind of um heavy messages and heavy heavy things you're talking about that there i think there is some hope in there otherwise i don't think you'd still be doing this at this level anyway you know um so many years later right yeah, there's uh, some old, like, uh, Russian poem uh, that I kind of know from, like, more uh, cheaper means from a Man Lifting Banner record. But okay. it's uh, yeah, it says, if I forget that the seed that lies beneath the snow will someday rise, bury me tight. You know, <laughs> and I like I kind of think like that, like, at some point when I was young, I kind of promised myself, like, like, not not to give in you know so like very often i'm like mentally like kind of beaten down you know from like because i also like 
like we're getting all the messages on propaganda and seeing the message. You know, it's just there's so much. Yeah. And sometimes it's like just like the things people are asking from you are just like too much and things people are saying become too much. Like you just start losing hope, but it's, yeah. And then when I do, I just like, like just remember like when, like when I feel like just going off into the forest for the rest of my life and just <laughs> painting and ignoring society, Yeah, you know, like I always remind myself like, no, that's what I promised myself not to do, you know? just stick, stick with it and, and be I guess be part of whatever solution there is to, to improve things yeah. right yeah and keep trying well, like whether you believe things can change or not doesn't matter as long as you keep trying right right yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter what you what you yeah what the outcome is is if if you quit you lost right right and, and if, if, if the things you're fighting for are important enough it doesn't make any sense to quit because you want to yeah. you want to see things improve even if they're even if you're convinced they're not going to right yeah 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 exactly yeah what i know like i said before i mean you're playing at the park theater in october which is very exciting um and you have that western canadian tour what's sort of happening with the band after that are you work do you have new material that's going to be uh coming out at some point in the uh foreseeable future uh well in november there's like we re we remixed and remastered uh empires oh cool and it like it sounds like people always say this, but this this sounds so much better. It sounds like a like a ten times better record. Cool. Like none of us were interested in that record at all. Like you know, and then Chris is like, we should just like hear how this sounds and see if we want to re remix it. You know? Yeah. And we sent it to Jason Livermore, who does our other records, the mixing, and he remixed it, and it came back like kind of like perked our ear up. And then we sent like our, like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And he thought about it over the weekend. Like he really works hard on our, on our stuff. Like he takes his, our stuff home and like, I think he might genuinely like it. <laughs> it kind of works. And then like he, uh, yeah. When he came back with like his new little skeleton for what he was doing, we were like, okay, this, this, this song's actually kind of rock, you know? <laughs> Whereas before they were just kind of like, just kind of felt like they didn't in a way, you know, to us. Sure. And because we knew, we knew what we were trying to do and what we went into the studio to do. And I remember being in the studio, feeling it slip away on us. It's like, how is this slipping away? Like we recorded pretty well, you know? Yeah. And by the time it was out, we were just like depressed. Like <laughs> we went back three times trying to fix it. And every time, like it wasn't being fixed and yeah, it cost us a fortune, but we couldn't give up where we even redid the guitars and wow. yeah, I don't even know if they got in, like they were still disappointing to us after. And yeah. But then when, uh, yeah, we got it. And it's like when you can now hear how awesome Jord played and all this, it's just like, it's like, yeah, this is rocking. So we're stoked about that. And then me and Chris are uh, like, have been making songs on our own and yeah, we just have to get together. And I'm pretty excited about what we're going to do. I think it's going to be rad. So cool. With with um, empires, is it just a matter of of sort of uh, getting new ears on it? And because you you've lived with these songs for uh, what that's album's like twenty years old now, right? Is it yeah. just someone else sort of taking a look at it and then seeing what can be, what could be kind of tweaked on it, or or what was the what what worked so well about what he did to it? I think he just went back, like he he went just back right to the raw tracks without even listening to the other one. Okay, okay. You know, it's just like how would I do this? And he, yeah, just. And then we have our, you know, turn this out, turn that down, you know, <laughs> don't do this, please. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just keep it natural, uh, you know, whatever, this and that. Turn up the vocals, uh, crank the bass, like, yeah. you know, all that kind of crap. And then, yeah, it just ended up good. Yeah, we were just happy. Just like I was listening to it just like, all, and I and I never listened to it. Like the last time I sat down and listened to it was probably when it came out yeah uh, so like things that i yeah especially songs like uh Co pro yeah yeah that song yeah it's just like it's 
just so much better. It's unbelievable. That's funny because I was listening to that album today. <laughs> like, and I was thinking about how, how much I really, like how great it sounds, but it's very cool to hear that oh, good. it's, uh, I mean, you've even improved it more. And uh, I guess obviously that's going to happen with anyone's music, right? You've created it and been involved with it and lived with it for so long that, yeah, it's going to sound different to you than it is to, you know, the regular fan on the street, I guess. Right. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. Funny. I, yeah, and there is a chance that like if people are so used to the other one and they like it so much, there's a chance they might like the other one better, you yeah. know, because they're so used to it. Like uh, when uh, the first Youth of Today tape in the 80s, like it was recorded so badly, it, it sounded like literal cardboard boxes. Yeah, yeah. And, like you hear the distortion. Like to me, as a kid, when I heard it, because I was like a metal fan kid, like I heard it, I was like, this band is terrible. It's unreal, <laughs> terrible. But I got used to it and loved it. You know, like pretty soon I loved it. Yeah. And then uh, like they remixed it sometime in the 90s. And I heard it. It was like so disappointing. Like even though it sounded twice as good. Yeah. Like I wanted the cardboard boxes and distorted mics and the shittiness, you know. Yeah. Like that's, sure. what, that's what made the record sound crazy, you know. But I, I think Empires is different because uh, like, cause the naturalness was actually taken away before in the mixing, you know? Like it, the guitars got kind of like, you know, off that and the kick drum got like kind of disappeared and, you know, like the bass sounded good. I really like how the bass sounded. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of the lucky... Uh, the lucky twist of that record. Like I could always listen to it and be like, okay, the bass sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's a <laughs> but, good one um, for your first record with the band too, right? Like that's kind of a good, uh, <laughs> good one to have. Yeah, the yeah. bass sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of, so that's the one, that was the one thing that probably made me feel maybe a little better about empires than Chris and George did. Cause my particular <laughs> instruments sounded better. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, but, uh, but now it's like, I think especially especially the drums. It's just like okay, George played really killer on that record. Well, I, I know you mentioned. Uh, well, I mean, he plays really killer on every record, I think. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely excited to hear that. But uh, you know, one thing you mentioned earlier is about kind of not uh, not being so into the nostalgia thing, which I, I totally understand. But I feel like you're at the point now as a band where all these milestones are coming up, right? So people are almost expecting, expecting nostalgia from you. (laughs) They want to hear, you know, the the anniversary of whichever album, right? So is it um, like, do you feel sort of obligated to go back and do these things or you just, do you just do them when, when you, when it feels like the the right thing to do? Like, is this happening because of an anniversary, this uh, empires thing, or is it just, Hey, no, it's just, I think it's always been brewing in Chris's mind. Like probably ever since, like ever since we came back from our third try, you know, <laughs> I think he's probably, he's kind of a, I'd say a true uh, perfectionist Yeah. in the way of like, like it's hard, it's hard to let things go, you know, uh, even if it's old like that. So I think he's probably stewing on it and was like, he asked and, you know, people are going to say, oh, you did it to try to make money, but like, we'll actually probably not get royalties from empires anymore because it costs us so much to do this. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like if we got it like totally remixed and mastered, you know, like a record that everyone's heard already. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's yeah. the right way. That's the right reason to do it. I think, right. Is because if you're doing it for, for a cash grab, then it's, it's not going to probably be as good as, as you really want it to be because it's, the band's not going to care about it to the same level. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's and, cool. yeah, and like, we're kind of crazy. So like, it's like, like, you know, if it's almost good, but it's going to cost more to get, like, just another round of mixing, you know? If yeah. there's one more round, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, let's put all our money in and get one more round. Let's see if we can make it even better, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> Who sure. cares? Fuck it, you know? <laughs> so, so, before I let you go, um, this is maybe a weird question for you because, because of the kind of the profile that, that your band has, but usually I end these shows by asking the guest because a lot of them are just bands, you know, basement bands or bands that are kind of mid-level of success locally and things like that. Um, and I asked them sort of, you know, A, what's the best way to hear the music? I think that your music is widely available enough that that's not maybe an issue. But also, what's kind of a good entry point, do you think, for someone who, you know, maybe hasn't actually heard the band before or is just getting in, just getting into you? Because yeah, there's a big catalog and uh, there's a lot of different 
the sounds changed a lot over the years. Do you have yeah. sort of a favorite place to point people to as like, this is kind of, if you want to get into propaganda, this is sort of the, the entry point of choice or are you just sort of open to whatever album people want to dig into? I would say any of the last three, I would probably start with. And then, yeah, for me, it's just like beyond there as you go back, they just get like, <laughs> I get just less good, I guess. Yeah. They're not less good, but less something I'm interested in, you know? Sure. Or sure. we're interested in. I think I can speak for Chris too. And yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, like when, uh, you know, like I was a, propaganda fan from the demos you know so it's not like i don't appreciate or don't like that stuff i just feel like time's moved on and you know i just feel like i feel like we're legitimately better i can yeah i I can like if i play if i play old songs versus new songs how do these make me feel you know and it's not out of boredom it's just like i just feel like the new ones are blowing the other ones away you know yeah 